Okay, good morning. If I'd like to invite you to take your chair. It's great to see you today. Hope you're having a good morning with us. If I can invite you to end your conversations, take a chair. That's it, that's it, Adam. Just get that music going. We should have some dramatic music, shouldn't we? To... Again, I'd like to welcome you here this morning. My name is Matt. My privilege to speak to you. And uh, we're going to continue in the Gospel of Luke. So if you've got a Bible with you, do you want to get it out? There's some on the side. Hold your Bible up nice and high. Let me see who's got Bibles with them. That's it. Every week, come on, let's bring a Bible. If it, it doesn't matter if it's on your phone. That's absolutely fine. I would normally use, be using a phone myself. But I thought I'd bring a real Bible this morning just to give you an object lesson, as it were. Get a Bible, bring a Bible, so we can look at it together, make sure that what we're preaching about is from the Bible. I'm going to invite Vaveen up to come and read our text from Luke 8, 1 to 3. So if you want to turn to Luke 8, that would be fantastic. Microphone, Nev, if you don't mind. Fantastic. Lovely. So, good morning, everyone. Good morning. I'm reading from Luke 8 and verse 1 to 3. After this, Jesus traveled about from one town and village to another, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom of God. The twelve were with him, and also some women who had been cured of evil spirits and diseases. Mary, called Magdalene, from whom seven demons had come out. Joanna, the wife of Chusa, the manager of Herod's household, and Susanna, and many others. These women were helping to support them out of their own means. So, Father, we just thank you this morning. We thank you for another opportunity to be in your presence. We thank you for your word, Lord, and we just pray that as you anoint Matt this morning to break the bread of life to us, that our ears will be open, that our hearts will be receptive to what you have to say to us. Lord, we pray that you will bless this word and bless his preparation and let it be, Lord, sustenance to us throughout this entire week and the rest of our lives. We just give you thanks, Lord, for how you're going to use him, for what you're going to do by the power of your Holy Spirit. We give you thanks in advance, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you so much, Vaveen. Interesting text. But I'll begin by asking this question. Do you have a bucket list? Do you know what a bucket list is? What's a bucket list? Before you kick the bucket, that's a nice way of putting it, before you kick the bucket... Things you want to do. So shout, what, what, what do you want to do? Bungee jumping. So you want to jump off a high bridge or something. For some reason, you think this is a good idea. Before you kick the bucket, you want to jump off with a piece of string, uh, 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 elastic. We can do that in here, actually, couldn't we? You could do it in here. Do you know what? You can climb above this ceiling. You can. You know, I did this once. If you go up there, over there, you can go above this ceiling... And we could do a bungee jump through one of those, couldn't we? That'd be good, Caleb, wouldn't it? 
Like for Christmas. Yeah, the Christmas carol service. You come jumping out, Caleb. Oh, I'm the angel Gabriel. Oh, Mary, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Uh, uh, sorry. Any other, any other ideas? Bucket list. Skydiving. Hey, skydiving. Anybody else for skydiving? Don't know why. Why would you want to jump out of a plane with, you know, I don't want to sit in the plane, jump out the plane. Anything else? Skateboarding. Did you say skateboarding? There's a skateboard there, actually. Look. <laughs> who wants it? Come on. Who's, who does that belong to? Who's this, who's this skateboard? Lenny's. Do some tricks, you know. Lots of things, right, we might want to do before we kick the bucket, as Caleb put it. Travel, maybe, maybe, get, maybe hire a big, a big sort of, um, what do you call them? What do you call those big camper van? Motorhome is a bit more glorious, isn't it? Go around America or something, you know. It's something I dream of, but I'm just not organized enough, really. It costs a lot of money as well. Um, having a family, someone's mentioned skydiving, a career, a particular career, maybe, is your bucket list? Learn a musical instrument. Anybody for that? No. Nobody wants to learn a musical instrument. Silence. Write a book. Publish a book, maybe. Retire early. Who wants to retire early? <laughs> I just don't want to do anything before I kick the bucket. I want to go into kicking the bucket with my feet up on a skateboard being pushed along. Adopt a child, foster a child, that'd be a good one, wouldn't it? Your bucket list. Today I want to talk about Jesus' mission. His, because obviously as Christians, there can be wonderful things we want to do, fun things we want to do, and that's good. But underlying it must be the mission and bucket list of, of Jesus he has for you and me. He has a will for us. He has a mission for us. He has a purpose for us that we share together. And today the question is, are we going to learn from the king about his mission for us? And will we partner together in that mission to bring others into the kingdom of God? Will we learn from the king about his mission? Will we partner together in that mission, to bring others into the kingdom of God. And that's really the essence of our text today. So let's learn from the king about his mission. Jesus has a mission. He had a mission, we read in our text today. After this, so after what? After what? See if you were paying attention last week. After what? What happened last week? The washing of Jesus, well, the, the, the anointing of Jesus' feet with the perfume, drying it with the, with the woman's hair. And then we go on. It's very interesting, isn't it? In this text, he includes women in this and about their generosity and giving to Christ. She may well have been one of these women, right? We don't know. It's not said. But he says this about his mission. After this, Jesus traveled about from one town and village to another, proclaiming the good news 
of the kingdom of God. So he went from place to place to place to place, big places, small places, proclaiming the kingdom of God. And we'll talk about what the kingdom of God is. We read earlier in Luke, from chapter 4, he said, I must proclaim the good news of the kingdom of God to other towns also, because that is why I was sent. That is why I was sent. Now we know he's going to the cross. We know that's a big part of it. But a massive part of it is to show us his purpose was to, to, to teach about the kingdom of God, to bring people into the kingdom of God. And then that's, we learn from him. That's our purpose as well. That's why I was sent. And he kept on preaching in the synagogues of Judea. Jesus' mission was to proclaim this good news of the kingdom of God. You angeli, can I say this properly? You angelizo, where we get the idea of evangelism. Good news. He proclaimed the good news. That's where the word, as I said, evangelism or Eucharist, because that's the idea of you, you, that celebration. We've got good news that you can come into the kingdom of God. You can know the king, enter his kingdom in this world right now. If you're a Christian, you're a citizen of the kingdom of God, which is our principal citizenship. Of course, we come from different nations. Even today, this morning, there'll be many different nations represented here. And if you're from the UK, actually, your greatest citizenship is the kingdom of God. That is our, we share that passport through Christ. In Christ, we're, a, we're one nation. We are the kingdom of God. And that must define us and unite us. And it must be in our hearts. And we are seeking as a fundamental aspect of our lives to bring others into this kingdom, inviting everybody, whether that's here in London, in your school, your university. So in your school or college, you're there to get an education, right? Oh, really? Yes, I hope you love studying. I hope you love doing your homework. But you know one of the biggest reasons why you're in school and college? is to help to bring others into the kingdom of God. You may not know that. I'm sure you do know that. And the wonderful thing is Jesus gives us the grace to do it as well. If you, wherever you work, wherever you work, you're there to do a great job. But you do a great job to honor and glorify Jesus so you don't dis, dis, dishonor him. And so you've got a platform to help to bring others into the kingdom of God. If you go to another nation, if you feel called by God to move, to leave London, go somewhere else, we go there because... We're taking the kingdom, the message of the kingdom of God to wherever we go. That's our fundamental purpose and mission. Our bucket list above everything else should be that. Help bring others into this kingdom of God. Friends, I want to call you back and I'll call me back to our purpose. To seek first the kingdom of God. Phil was sharing a very interesting uh, image this morning in our prayer meeting prior to this. And um, Phil, why don't you share that little image, that, that message about creeping down the hill? You, 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 why don't you share that? I hope you can see where it, li it links. You can see what I'm saying, can't you, Phil? How it links, can't you? Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, where is the... Is, 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 yes. Thanks for springing that on me. All right. Anything can happen. What did I say? No. Whoa! Uh, Anything can happen here. So God, God was... <laughs> God, I've got the mic now. I've got the mic. That's it. It's gonna, um, what, what was that dance you did the other oh. day? <laughs> I'm not doing, doing that, that again. Anyway, yeah. yeah. So God was talking to me during the week, um, as he often does through what goes on around you. And when I'm filming people and I do an interview, so say I'm interviewing Matt and you do it stood rather than sat down, people tend to move a little bit, especially if, if you're outside and you're not on a slope. It doesn't have to be, it has only a tiniest little slope. And people over the, the 10, 20 minutes that you're filming them will just gently start to move across. And so what you do is you put a mark on the floor, you put tape down, and you'll say every now and again, please, can you get back on your mark? And they'll go, I oh, no, look, I've moved. Yeah, that's right. And I just thought that was a really helpful picture uh, for us uh, when we're in this world that's full of uh, things that are ungodly, that we can gently kind of creep away from our mark um, and I was thinking that God wanted to bring us back to being on our mark to where we need to be. And everyone's mark is different, um, but in order for you to be the best version of yourself that, that God created you to be, you need to be on the mark that he created for you. Great stuff. Thanks, Bill. And the mark that we do share even if we might do it differently, is that we are to proclaim the good news of the kingdom of God in village and town and place and college and university. Wherever we are, that's the mark we need to come back to. We do it in different places in different ways. But that's what we're called, called to do, called to be as citizens of the kingdom. So what is this good news of the kingdom of God? Firstly, is there is a king. Is a good king. His name is Jesus. This is the first thing. There's a, the message we share is about Jesus. Jesus' message was about himself. I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. He is the king. So we're inviting people to come to the king, to receive him as king, as Lord. And again, friends, if we've drifted from the mark of Jesus' lordship over every aspect of our lives. His lordship, he is king. Good, he's a good king, but he is our king. He's our lord. To be in the kingdom of God is to be under his rule. So there's a king. There's a king. Secondly, we're, gonna, we're inviting people to enter this kingdom. And you enter this kingdom through repentance and faith. You turn from your life without Jesus as king. You turn from your sin. You turn from living for anything else and everything else. Whatever, what, however, you, however you define yourself before, we're turning, repenting, we're turning to Jesus and we are putting our faith in him, specifically that he is king and that he is savior, that he died on the cross to take away our sin. And then you're in the kingdom of God. That's the message. Receive the king, enter the kingdom through Christ. That's why we're here. That's our fundamental reason why you are where you are. And this takes some working out, doesn't it? 
as a school teacher, what does that mean? Working for the NHS as a nurse, what does that mean for you? To bring people into the kingdom of God. To help people to receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. It takes wisdom. It takes prayer. It takes thoughtfulness. It ne you need the Holy Spirit to help you. You need the encouragement of your brothers and sisters in the church. That's why every time we meet as community groups, we talk, don't we, about CIV, which stands for? Very good. Well done. Serve, invest, and invite. Because we know we drift from this. Not serving people where we work or study. Not investing in relationships where we work and study and not inviting them into our lives and, and to Christ and to church and whatever, whatever we can do to get creative. That's why we need each other in our community groups to encourage each other to say, what stories have you got this week? Please do this in your community groups, won't you? And, and if you're not, you, you've drifted. We've drifted. If we're not regularly having stories of how we've shared it may not be the complete gospel, I understand. It may just be you've taken a step and you're building a relationship with someone. And it's true friendship as well. Don't, this is not manipulation. We're trying to build real friendships with people because they genuinely need Jesus. And they, this is true love and friendship. Manipulation is about things for a negative end and for selfish reasons. It's not wrong to build, build relationships with people to help them to come to know Jesus because you are serving their deepest needs and being a true friend. We're not being a true friend if we don't seek to bring people into the kingdom of God and they can live eternally without God, separated from him. That's not true friendship, is it? And as citizens of the kingdom, we want more than anything else for people to know our king, to know Jesus, his love, his goodness and grace. And so that's why we need to be sharing these stories in our community groups so we can inspire each other to get back on mark, get back on the tape, get back to what we're called to do, like Christ and his disciples, going from town, village, place to place, all the places we go in everything we do, seeking to share the king and the kingdom with them. And we want to be that sort of community so that when we meet together like this as a church, we will have people here who are seeking to know Jesus. And maybe that's you today. You don't know Jesus. Maybe you don't know Jesus today and I'm inviting you to know the King and enter the kingdom of God. To know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. To know his love and kindness and forgiveness. To know, to know purpose. To know the reason why you're created is to know God. There are many fun things you can do. There are many good things we can enjoy. But underneath it all is the reason why we're created, designed, beautifully made human beings with a mind and the beauty and, and, and abilities to speak and sing and write and paint and do all the things we do. We're made to know God at the center of who we are and why we're created. I had a, a, a story, an image that came to mind for me was about 
when if you so I come from Hastings seaside town you go in the sea and it's waves and and you're being splashed around and you, you you're in the sea and the next thing you know you look up from the sea and you've gone down the um what do you call it the promenade down the seashore and you're like 100 meters from where you started because the tide has taken you along you've ever experienced that and when it's really strong, you jump and you go, whoa, you jump, whoa, and you jump, and you, the tide moves you. you there's a lot of t- pressure on you to conform to this world. And that's why Paul says in 1 Corinthians 12, do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world. Because you're being pressured to conform. The podcasts, the TV programs, your friends, maybe your family who don't know Christ. This is all being pressured, and the fl- no, not just that, the world, the flesh, the devil, our own flesh, a bit, the bits of us that are still in rebellion to God. The devil is at work in this world as well to distract us and push us down the shore and off mark, and he loves us to be living a selfish life that's got nothing to do with the mission of God. The tide is on us, the tide, the pressure, the, the world is on tilt and we do move and slide away from what we're called to do, to invite people into the kingdom and to know the king. And these first disciples learned from him. It says here, the 12 were with him and also some women who had been cured of evil spirits and diseases. They were with him. That is another way of saying that these men and women were his disciples. And previously, we've talked about what discipleship means. It means learning from Christ so as to be like Christ. Discipleship, you would follow a teacher to become like that teacher. And that's us as disciples, if you're a disciple. We're called to learn from Christ. These men and women, and Luke stresses this idea of men and women together, learning, being disciples, and then learning to take this message together of the kingdom of God to our communities. They were with him. Take this good news. Time, they were, they were with Jesus. Time with Jesus is how they learned from him. They didn't just listen to his teaching they saw how he lived and learned from him. May we learn from Christ. We're called to, to learn about Jesus' mission and then to live that mission ourselves. So let's partner together secondly. We're not only to learn from the king about this mission, but we're also to partner together in this mission to help people come into the kingdom. We need to partner together. Work together. Will we we be a community that works together to help bring people into the kingdom of God? Are we going to be like that body of Christ that works, that shares vision, shares goals, genuinely working together? The church isn't a concert and maybe an entertaining talk. That's not church. Church is in partnership. It's a, it's a community in partnership that works together 
like these people here, the men and women with Christ, learning from him to take the kingdom of God to different places. We've got to work together as best we can. Strive for unity together. Let's try and be a part of each other's lives. Let's try and share. Let's try and pray together. Let's try and listen to the the notices that are given. Let's try and be involved as a community together. It's not just be sort of, you know, sometimes we can be like separate from, we go to different churches, we just travel around. We're not really in community. The point about church is you will be the best you can be by being in community, being together, sharing vision, working together on Jesus' mission. It says men and women were with him. A mixture, we assume, of single and married men and women. Working together, learning together about taking the mission of God to the places around them. And it's easy to get deflected from this mission that we've been looking at, isn't it? Mission creep, they call it. In a, in, a, in a military situation, people go into a situation to deal with one thing, and before you know it, you, you're dealing with so many other things, you've forgotten why you're there. And we can do that. We can forget why we're doing what we're doing. Why are we doing what we're doing? We're doing it so we can learn from Christ. That's what, why, why, are you, why are we here today? We're here today to learn to be with Christ by the Spirit. We're here to learn from Him. We're here to then do His mission together. That's why we're here. I was... Um, we're right, somebody... Um, last night I was watching a, a documentary, I watched a really interesting documentary called, it was the 1988 Famine Relief, it was about the documentary of making the song We Are the World. Do you know that song? Remember? We are the world. Sorry? We are the children. We are the ones who make a better day. It was a really, I, I, love, I love music and I love I love the 80s, and I love this era where you have the... the I'll just read some of the, the, the artists to you. Michael Jackson, you may, you know. Willie Nelson, Bob Dylan, Ray Charles, Diana Ross, Stevie Wonder, Smokey Robinson, Paul, Paul Simon, Tina Turner, Dionne Warwick. Lovely voice, Dionne Warwick, right? Isn't she got... She's one of the best voices ever, right? Lionel Richie, he's probably got one of the best voices ever as well, right? Billy Joel, Bruce Springsteen, and many, many others. Cindy Lauper, just fantastic video. It's well worth watching. I'd encourage you to watch that documentary. Dolly, no, she wasn't there, Steve. She wasn't there. But <laughs> Die, we'll always love you. Yes, she's also a good singer, but she was not there, Steve. Um, but at the beginning of it, you can imagine, can't you? And this was the point of the show. It's bringing together these, these big, successful, creative characters who are, you know, they're successful people and they are very good at what they do. 
And I can't remember who it was now, but they wrote this uh, little, little, little thing on a um, sheet of paper that said what as they entered the door? Check your ego at the door. That's it. Check your egos at the door. Good, good point, because they knew it, it could get tense, right, when you've got all these creative people in the room. And it begins with, as they begin this, this all-night session of recording this song, it begins with Bob Geldof, who had obviously um, spearheaded the, the British version um, of this in previously, three, like a, few, a month or so before. Um, he stood up and he gave them a very short speech, as Bob Geldof can, right? And he reminded them, he said, as you sing, I'm not going to do the accent, as you sing, I want you to rem remember what you're doing this for. And he gave them the statistics around death and starvation that was happening in, well, particularly in Ethiopia and other places in Africa. And he said, as you sing, I want you to remember why you're doing this. And the point B was making was, let's be together. Let's not allow our egos, let's not allow our preferences to kind of break, forget the more important issue here, which is that people are dying. And we can help them. And let's not forget, guys, the important issue here, right? We're here because Jesus says, he looked out and he said, they are like sheep without a shepherd. They're lost without Christ. They don't know God. They don't know purpose. Not the real purpose that they're created for unless they know God. Let's be on the same song sheet. Let's sing the same song. Let's check our egos at the door. Let's remember why we're here. To bring people into this kingdom of God. It was interesting to watch this, that as they were going along in this uh, documentary, they were, like, for example, Stevie Wonder, who's an amazing artist, isn't he? Like, amazing. And at one point, he starts going, I think we should sing it like this, and he starts trying to change the song. You can imagine it, can't you? Creative people who've got ideas, and he starts coming up with his suggestions, and then um, they have to keep trying to bring him and others back no, this is the song. This is the song. This is what we're doing. Guys, this is the song. Preach the kingdom of God. Bring people into the kingdom. This is the song. This is what it's about. Have you drifted? The band's going to come up and we're going to respond. Have you drifted? Are you thoroughly involved? in the mission of Jesus Christ together? Are we partnering together? It talks about these women. These women were helping to support them out of their own means, which is about financial giving. It's interesting that Luke is specific and he's careful to make sure he includes this idea that these women, from various backgrounds, were, were, were giving, were financially giving. The last two weeks we've been talking about Financial giving. It's a big, as we, as, maybe you'll use the devotionals this week and I'll talk a bit more about this. But Jesus talks a lot about giving and money. It's very important. And if we're going to partner together, part of that is giving financially. 
where your treasure is, there your heart is. And giving to the church and the mission is a part of partnering. Fellowship, koinonia, means partnering together. These women were giving generously to Jesus Christ. And it's very interesting to note, isn't it? Jesus Christ, who could raise the the widow's son from death, we looked at a few weeks ago. In one of the other Gospels, it talks about Jesus getting money from the mouth of a fish. Jesus, who can speak creation into being, humbles himself and it's act, he, he is supported by the financial giving of these women friends you're called God does provide miraculously for churches but mostly he gives by your faith have we drifted are we still involved are we giving generously to this as we set an example of here dive by all means by all means enjoy good things but underlying it all the foundation of it all is are we seeking listening to Jesus about his mission for us and are we then secondly partnering together with a local church which includes financial giving to make this a reality going to finish by mentioning one of the members of the team that Luke is careful to mention. He says, also some of the women who had been cured of evil spirits and diseases, Mary called Magdalene, from whom seven demons had come out. Jesus, Luke and God is careful to mention one of the disciples, this woman called Mary Magdalene, had seven demons. I don't know how they counted, how they know don't know the point being is this every one of us no matter how messed up we have been or may be are called to join the team to learn from Christ and take out the kingdom of God in fact Mary Magdalene is one of the first people to meet Christ after he's raised from the dead and she is the first one who's told with some other women as well go and tell the disciples he's risen very first person who'd have thought to proclaim the gospel of the kingdom of God is this woman from whom seven demons have been cast out. I don't know if she'd been top of your team list. You may not, you may not feel that you're top of Jesus' team list. Let's worship.